Where is it? Oh, where's Skeggy again? It's up north. Apologies to anyone who lives there and is listening to this podcast. But. No, I'm not saying sorry. Your place is crap. Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to the toilet store where we really hope something terrible doesn't happen. I'm Bankole Mokode and today we're covering episodes 5 and 6 of HBO and BBC's Rain Dogs. And joining me once again, she likes Manchester United Football Club, this very podcast, but she does speak French. It's Priscilla! Woo. Yeah, Renaissance woman, aren't you? I really, you know what? I really, I've realized, yeah, today, I think my patient made me realize I'm an old woman. I'm an old woman in a 25 year Do you want to explain how your patient I'm, made you realize that? Because we have a conversation and he's, to preface, he's 67. Okay. And I've never related to someone more in my life of the things that we want. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Like, am I, like, am I, reti- am I a retirement babe? Like, I'm a senior citizen, mm-hmm. babe. Like, I do early bird specials at Weatherspoons. Like, I'm... So you're just in this 25-year-old body waiting the next 40 years for your body to catch up to your mind. Years. Oh. This is so bad. When he, was, when he was saying the things he's into, for all my days, I'm actually 60. Moment, I'm okay. How was your day? That's not... That's not encouraged. I feel, I feel bad for you. Uh, you know, in episode... What was episode two of Ted Lasso, where Jamie says to Roy, I, I forget that old people get oh yeah because of the because of the war. <laughs> that's, that's you. You're one of those old people. Speaking um, of which, Jamie Tart, I never thought in my wildest dreams after that first season that he's in my heart like this. It, yeah, he's, I mean, that's, it goes Ted. Ted. Ted is here. He takes a big part of it. Then obviously. I've always said Hannah. That's not her name on the show. Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> and then obviously Leslie and Coach Beard. This is interesting because you've, you've missed out the best the best character in the show, but that's cool. Who? Sam? Well, everybody loves Sam, but my captain, my captain. Roy Kent. <gasps> He's here. He's there. <laughs> He's like... every fucking way. Roy Kent. <laughs> that's my captain, my captain. That's why. Um, do you know what the worst is? Uh, just, mm-hmm. just before, like, this is good promo for the Ted Lasso episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. But that Roy Kent self-sabotage moment with, with Keely. Oh, I relate. I've been there. I've, I've been there. You know what? When he, when he broke up. Oh, if you haven't watched it. I, I mean, this is like four weeks after that happened. You know what? Let's put a pin in that because that would, I think that would, might come in handy when we're talking about Gloria this episode. So let's put a pin in that. Ah, Let's put a feed in that, you see? Podcasting. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna. As the podcast third eye. Um, speaking of Roy Kent, Ted Lasso, Coach Beard, and all those beautiful people, um, we're in the middle of our Ted Lasso coverage. Trudeau and Emmanuel are doing that. Um, Priscilla and Ibubi are barreling towards the Mandalorian finale at this point. So please check out those podcasts on those really good shows. Uh, we're also bang in the middle. We're just starting now, like, of Succession and Yellow Jackets and we're covering those shows. We're having those episodes out immediately. You've watched the show, so please check the feed. You watch the show, Kendall does some fuck shit and you're like, I need to hear people talk about it. Our podcast is already up, trust me. Um, same thing with Yellow Jackets. Um, okay, let's talk about Rain Dogs. What I'm going to do 
this week is I want us to try and go character by character because things are happening. Um, but first of all, episode five is titled Emotional Erection. And episode six is titled Jesus Loves a Hustler. These titles keep on getting better. Both are written by the creator of the show, Cash Carraway, and directed by Jennifer Perrot. So, before we go into the character discussions, Priscilla, I'm going to ask you a question. And I need to be honest. On our last recording, did you realize that you might have wandered into spoiler territory and then scrambled to li- li- lie to away? I really, you know, when I was listening to it back, I thought, oh my. Because in my head, like the way, so I'll preface how it happened. So when I was watching the episodes mm-hmm. and it comes up, so I was, can I say that we get screeners? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So please we say, get screeners, so that, so that people right? Can, people can respect us. We get, we, get scre- we get screeners, right? So we see the show earlier than everyone else. We don't see it in the, the way format your guys are seeing it. And when you're seeing it on the screen, it's just black, rain dog, rain dog, rain dog, rain dog, rain dog. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just thought I clicked the fourth, what, like the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize until I think I said emotional wretched yeah. that, ah, I watched. It was in the conversation with you that I realized, oh, I watched the wrong episode. That was, that was a my bad. Because. That's because you were like, movement. you were like, oh, that she's left. And I was like, no, no she hasn't. Because obviously, if, if, if you're watching, if you listen to this, you've watched the show. And you know, after episode four, she, she hasn't left Selby. And then you're like, oh, no, man, I'm thinking of, something, like, thinking of EastEnders or something. And I was like, I believed you in that moment. And I watched episode five and I was like, oh. No, yeah, because I, no, because in EastEnders, the same thing happened, though. Oh, fair enough. Okay. In EastEnders, the same thing happened. Then when I watched the episode, I watched the episode last week. And then I listened to it back and I thought, oh, I actually, I was gaslighting myself. <laughs> I did it because in EastEnders, the same storyline, not, not the same, not yeah, the storyline, yeah, yeah. but someone left someone. Yeah. So I thought maybe it's I'm thinking of that storyline and I'm linking it. Then I watch the episode, I'm like, she left him. Can't believe I've gaslighted, but I would never disbelieve gaslighting folks. But is it's a true thing. Yeah, because she hadn't left him by episode four, obviously. She actually went back into the house. I actually gaslighted myself. I'm such a successful gaslighter. Gosh. <laughs> it's not. It's not a compliment. That's not a compliment at all. Um, but I'm brilliant at it. Um, okay, so we've at different points during our last two recordings talked about how this show is obviously a very good drama, but the comedy is it's not, it's not a funny show. But I do think episode six, and I'll say this before we go into character by character, I think episode six is the funniest episode of the season. And there were parts where I was like, Am I should I be laughing at this? <laughs> I felt bad laughing about this show. I I'll just I'm not going to talk about it in depth. I'll just quickly give up some of the highlights for me. I think the online porn bit was hilarious. I think <laughs> the, uh, the Goodfellas bit when the woman quotes Goodfellas instead of like quoting the Bible and she's like, you're getting your gospels mixed up. I thought that was great. I thought drunk Gloria at the abortion clinic was just In gold. In the abortion clinic. Was just gold throughout. And she was literally um, wearing gold. Oh, oh, that's... Well, that does look well, we're on fire today. We're on fire today. And then obviously her trying to break up with Paul again. We'll get to that. Um, okay, so let's let's start with, I think let's start with Florian Selby. Um, a quick run through of Selby's two episodes. Costello and Iris have moved out and that sent Selby down a spiral, which leads to him receiving a talk about, about life, essentially, from a washed up actor um after just had sex but selby wasn't able to to get it up because i guess he was emotionally blocked um after an inter- intervention from his mother he's committed to a psychiatric hospital and in episode six he makes a new friend and maybe makes some progress mm, i don't 
Mm-hmm. You know, after, after I was talking about you, I don't like to use that word anymore. <laughs> no, 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 we're, we're going to leave that word alone. We can't say who has had, but this episode is probably the most, or rather, Selby storyline is probably the most um, pertinent to your job. Yeah. And yeah, so like, what do you, what was your reaction to it? And like, obviously, it's quite close to you. So what did you think? Um, I was not expecting to do work away from work. <laughs> As I thought, this looks familiar. <laughs> Where you, you know, when his friend, I can't remember her name, friend in quotes, was diagnosing everybody, were you doing that as well? You're like, oh, yeah, she's right. Yeah, that, it, it is antisocial behavior. It is bipolar disorder. Or you, are you just like confirming her, her diagnosis? This is why people don't, this is why people don't watch things with me anymore. Because like, I can't watch something and I can, I can most of the time. Like, if mm-hmm. it's reality TV, I could switch my brain off. Yeah, 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 but it's really hard to watch shows and not have that running commentary. In my, me and my mom are bad at it, and Bob mm-hmm. gets so annoyed at us whenever he's coming home from uni. He's like, "Can you guys shut up? Just watch it for it is." But it was, it was, um, it was very interesting um, to see him in that. But that is exactly what he looks like. Yeah, that was spot on. Not gonna lie to you, if anyone's ever been a loony bin is a very extreme word to use, but if anyone's been into mental health. <laughs> So is that the kind of institution you work at? Is that kind of uh, place? I've worked at something like that before. Yeah, I do community oh, okay. now, but I've worked at something like that before. And um, it's yeah, it looks exactly like that. Um, mm. People are exactly what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Selby was really interesting because I'm gonna go all you know, psychobabble, on you guys. But mental health is very much, especially mental health, like um not recovery is the wrong word, but recovery from bad mental health crises. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a mini one when you've reached a breaking point or you have imposter syndrome or anything like that, or a major crisis when you've got, when you have a relapse, it's all a journey. And I think the most important thing Selby's done is that he's acknowledged that he needs help mm-hmm. and he knows that he needs help. As soon as you've got to that bit, that's the most important bit. And regardless of whatever, I mean, people who write to mental health would say whatever happens afterwards, whether if it takes long or if it's a bit short, um, the key point is that you want to receive the help Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or you acknowledge you've got a problem and you're now ready to do anything. And whether that takes you six months, whether that takes you a year or it takes you a few years to get to where you want to get to in life, as long as you acknowledge you've got the problem, that's the key thing. Mm -hmm. And in Selby's case, he's acknowledged the problem. And he's acknowledged what his issues are. He's acknowledged it from episode five, really. And I think seeing him sort of have these conversations in the hospital and having these realizations about how he's been, about what he regrets with Costello and, you know, Iris and everything. I Mm -hmm. think that's enlightening. Whether he gets to the place he wants to get to as quick as he likes to, that's a different conversation for a different day. The most important thing I think and what I admire is that he's actually readily that like he's been open to receiving the help because it's very very hard to be in quote unquote rock bottom mm-hmm. and the hardest thing is to receive help no one wants to re- especially as a man it's really really hard to convince men in mental health facilities or in just community health and you're just dealing with the everyday person who's accessing outpatient therapy it's really hard for them to accept the help because then you're now admitting that there's mm. a problem mm-hmm. and of course you want to put a facade on especially where where selby's come from the idea that someone in that house with this life <laughs> is now in a psychiatrist. Yeah, it's a it's a big, steep decline, isn't it? But mm. yeah, I think it was really enlightening to see him 
readily like accepted help. I don't think he's going to get there as fast as he wants to. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing I think he needs to really recognize at the moment. But the most important thing is he's in, he's receiving help. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got good support around him. I actually even think that Costello and not, Costello stuff not being around him probably is helpful. Because mm-hmm. I think he needs to be able to do this on his own. If this was a case where he didn't do the things that he did and the case was just like, you know, if someone has really bad imposter syndrome or someone has a really bad mental health, like, mm. I don't know, like imagine me and you, we don't have any mental health issues per se, as in active ones that you're going to receive help from. Yeah, you have yeah. reached a breaking point. If it was like one of those situations, I'd say to Costello, no, you can stick with him and sort of rock with him through yeah. it. But in a situation like what's going on with Selby, I'm like, no, 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 you need to have separation. And she's an enabler, the sanity she? of Costello. Yeah, because she's yeah. an enabler of his problem. And he enables her problems. Yeah. And he's not safe to be around her daughter. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how much he loves and cares for her, you're not a safe place for that daughter as much as she cares for you you can't be around her until you're at a place where you're not fully healed but you're on your on your way there basically yeah um i didn't i don't have much points about selby i wanted i wanted to let you cook a bit there i, I did, obviously i think it's interesting that he doesn't um react violently to to the woman at the hospital i can't i can't, I can't remember her name because i think when she says that Costello and Iris are there, and then you see him wa- walking towards the visiting room, and then the music swells, the same thing that happened to me last time happens again. I'm like, ah, I know the show I'm watching. This is not this is not about to happen. So yeah, I kind of expected that that kind of um, disappointment of someone. But obviously, it's a good thing that he doesn't react. He just says it to her face that it's a terrible thing, and he walks away, which which was what the progress in question marks was. But um, yeah, I mean, like. I think the conversations he has with his mother in episode five are actually quite illuminated. And I, I don't think she's not going to become Mary Poppins overnight, but you probably feel like this is the best she can do at this moment. Like this is the most motherly she can be at this moment. I thought that conversation about the, about the dad was very funny. Uh, it's like you've drowned him. <laughs> you've drowned him for a second time. I thought, I thought that was very funny by the pool. Um, yeah, and I, I don't... It's weird. I mean, at different points, I've kind of felt like I knew where the show was going, and it's kind of always pulled the rug under me. For now, I don't really know what Selby's story um, entails in the last two episodes. I'm quite interested to see what's going. I don't actually even know how the show is envisioned. I don't know if it's a like a continuous show or a one season show. I mean, obviously, a lot of that, a lot of that will depend on ratings and whether it gets renewed. But I don't know how they've created if they create as a one and done or uh multi-season so yeah it's it's sort of like in a what show was it again like remember big little lies obviously should have been one series yeah yeah but they're sort of in that (laughs) that's a conversation different but it's sort of they're sort of in that (laughs) predicament if you know what i mean well, well I, I, think I, I don't know how maybe they've envisioned this as a four or five season show maybe it's a thing where she actually the it, end of the show is her being it, a writer it very well could be yeah I think some of things that you probably wouldn't know I mean just like with industry the way they kind of kept us waiting because it's a HBO BBC co-production they probably wouldn't give out a renewal until it's aired on BBC and you can like and like, they see how it fares on BBC stroke iPlayer so unless it's doing incredibly well on HBO Max, on HBO, and then there's like, give season two now. So we might not actually even know whether I get renewed for for some time. But yeah, I mean, I'm tr- I guess we'll know, have a better idea when the season ends. Is this 
a show that is meant to have yeah, a how it ends, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, talk about Gloria. Speaking of ending things, um, in one of the most obvious plot developments of the year, our girl, our girl Gloria, our girl G is pregnant. Um, which I think leads to two great acting performances from from Ronke. Uh, the first is when she's trying to decide whether she wants to know the, the, the result of it. And she's like with Iris and then she's going, no, don't tell me. Oh, yes, tell me. And obviously the second is what I mentioned earlier when she's pissed at the, at the abortion clinic and that's just very, very good drunk acting. Um, again, simple question. What did you think? We should mention that <laughs> Paul did not listen when Selby tried to break up, break up with, with him for, for Gloria and instead went ahead to impregnate her. And then they have a, a hilarious breakup scene where he asks her for, he asks her for what they call it, for a drink after, which is just, I'm just like, okay, man, just shoot your show one more time. Try it. Maybe, maybe to work. Um, okay. So what did you think of this story development from Gloria? I think we got, I think she got the most, this is the most she's done um, in terms of the two episodes since we started watching the show. What did you think? Oh, she was hilarious. Mm-hmm. She was hilarious. Like she had me creasing. Like, she was so funny. Yeah, I think, like, I was going to say, yeah, I just, again, maybe because I just knew this, I, I had a feeling that she was probably going to keep the baby, like, from, from, the, from, the, from the jump, which, actually, le- okay, let me caveat this by saying that we aren't trying to make decisions for anyone, and guys, this is a fictional character. But Priscilla, do you think she should have kept the baby? My answer is going to be a my answer is going to be a cop out. <laughs> okay, I would have told her how far long did it did they say how far along she was again? Probably less than a month. I would have told her wait a month, see how you feel. So wait another month. Yeah, wait another month, wait a few weeks. If you still have this feeling of wanting to keep the baby, then keep the baby. Hmm. I would have not because my thing is 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 just I like when my friends pregnancy scares come up in it and i've always told my friends like it's up to you whatever you you choose mm-hmm. yeah, to of do course. Mm-hmm. like um i always say to them just wait like make try and take your time making a decision if they know what they want to do straight away then it's fair enough if they want to keep it straight away or they want to abort it then obviously i'm going to be there at the clinic or i'm going to be there when you're going to receive um um prenatal care and all that stuff Mm-hmm. But if they're in the position of you don't know, I always say to them that like, take some time to actually think about it because this is a a long thing. So with Gloria, because she doubted it and she was drunk, I would have told her you need to think about it for a week or two and weigh up the pros and cons of you keeping this child. And mm-hmm. if you still want to have the child, then obviously have the child. Because regardless of whatever happens, it's you're doing something that's a life threatening thing. Like having a carrying a child is not easy, and she's also black. Mm-hmm. so the sort of care you're going to receive isn't going to necessarily be top tier mm-hmm. especially in the town that she lives in as well mm-hmm. so you're basically putting yourself at risk as being an incubator for another baby and that comes yeah. with its own risks so i would have told her like girl take your time make sure it's something you really yeah. want to do but because she seemed like dead set on it then when someone is like what well, dead on want, the abortion Oh, no, you could it. always tell she was dead set on. I think she wanted to terminate the child at the first instance because, like, of course, that's the first thing. I'm doing the micro. That three point shot. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> Don't kill me. 
<laughs> but then sometimes, yeah, but then you know when you're at an age, because like, you know you get to, like, at, even at, it doesn't matter what age, but mm-hmm. as, if I had a pregnancy girl, I was 20 dad, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to be thinking about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like she wanted to, but then, like, she started to think about it more. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's just a thing. Like, like for me, I don't care about abortions like that. Like, you ask them kids. Like, if you if you want to if you want to do it, do it, man. But I get it because like it's like you're sort of stuck in two minds. Because it's like I want to do it because it'd be quite easy to not have a child. But then at the same time, like maybe I want a child. Mm. Like maybe I do. Maybe I do want to be a mum, and I feel like I'd be a good mum. And if mm. that's the case, then obviously keep the child in it. You don't want to make a decision like that. As crucial as that when you're unsure but regardless of whatever happens even if you do have the abortion you're going to always have that lingering regret anyways mm. that's what I, mm. i've told my friends this and that's what i would have told her like whatever happens even if you do go through with it i'm not going to sit here and lie and say there's not going to be a lingering thing in the back of your head like oh maybe i should have not done it yeah because that's always going to happen you're always going to think of a what if regardless of whatever decision you make in life um so that's what i would have told her but i think she was right to do whatever she wanted to do well, as a man, I know better than to answer this question. So let's move on. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, speaking, I'm just thinking about it now. It's interesting that the show has like obviously gone out of its way to show us to show her spending time with Iris over the course of the of the season. Obviously, being a mother is more than just spending time at the arcade and making the person laugh. But also, I guess it shows that she might have that kind of connection with Iris already, and maybe. Um, a maternal instinct bond, um, budding in there. She's she obviously has well. I mean, ideally, she has a difficult conversation coming up with with Paul. Plus, he obviously still he's still into her, and she is into. It's like, how do you co-parent with someone that wants to be with you, but you don't? And it's like, okay, what do what do we do there? Um, do you have any final thoughts on Gloria and Selby before we move into the big one? I want to say Gloria being drunk in the abortion clinic was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Because I probably done the same thing. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, and you're not meant to. But I would have had a few strong boy dark when, fruits. When this... Are you going to get drunk off strong boy dark fruits? I wouldn't want to be drunk. I want to be a bit tipsy. When they said, have you had alcohol? I was like, duh, of course. As in, in country, I was like, of course you shouldn't have an abortion on alcohol. I was like, yeah, that actually makes perfect sense. I was like, why did, why did I think about this before? And everyone is like so solemn because obviously they're about to something quite important and quite serious. And then Gloria's just there shouting like, do I look like a shabby child? And I was just like, it's kind of like, be, probably kind of like being drunk at a funeral, isn't it? Or maybe like four funerals. Oh, honestly, like, but to be honest, you know, I'm drunk, this is so, but you know at funerals, yeah, like I don't blame people for being drunk. Oh, I mean, I feel like it makes the most sense in the world. Yeah, it's the most, like, being drunk at abortion and being drunk at food, it makes sense. Like, it's a very depressing thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, if she wanted to have a few wines at her. I feel like it's a more biological and physical thing that you shouldn't be drunk. It's not, I it's know, like, I know. Like but like, they're not policing her drinks. I know, but you know me. I know they did. I know there's a, obviously because of the drugs they're using, you yeah. obviously can't be on any, you can't be inebriated. But me, yeah, I can't lie. Like, I'll get hammered the night before. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So then the after effects are still there on the day of. Jeez, but imagine having an abortion. I say imagine, like, like, I know what it feels like, but just imagine having an abortion when you're hungover. Oh, no. 
Oi. No, no, thank you. The thing is, these abortion clinics, yeah, they're mad nice, you know. I've never had one. I've been in one, though. They're mad nice, you know. The nurses are all nice. They look after you well. They get you a cup of tea and all that jazz. think, Think about the worst hangover you've ever had. You could be and the nicest person in the world and it don't change anything. You still just want to like kill someone. Or kill, like, so I, 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 don't, I don't think the niceness of the building affects the difficulty of the hangover. Um, okay. I mean, okay. yeah, you're right. Speaking you're right. Difficult situation. Oh boy. Our sister. Uh, Costello. Costello Jones. Oh, I should have written down what they kept calling her. Her real name. I didn't write, I didn't write that down. Um, okay, so Costello has a journey over these two episodes. She goes back home and we realize just how awful her mom really was. Uh, actually, can we spend some time here? Because mm. it's revealed that her mom abused her sexually as a child and probably did the same to her brother. And her mom says she did it to... Because when her mom kept on saying, I did it to make you stronger, I thought maybe it was like physical abuse. Because I'm just trying to understand the logic of how, like, do you get what I'm saying? Was like, how do you go from mm. I sexually abused you to make you strong? I don't, I don't, I don't know how you explain that. But yeah, so her mom's in nuns. As can I just say, as in, like, I think that's just a beautiful British word. I don't know the etymology of nuns. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. Not oh, that's my favorite. Like, how many times you heard me say it? That's yeah, that not. is permanently in my vocab. Anyone and anything. Well, I think I was watching dogs. Luther when I found out what it was, and I was like, "I'm gonna be using this word for the rest of my life." I think it's such a great word because it's just—it's. I literally called someone that today. I literally called someone. <laughs> were they today. actually nuns? Yeah, they were actually nuns. Oh, they actually nuns. <laughs> no, oh, okay, nuns. fair enough. Yeah, they actually nuns. But it's a great insult. Yeah. But it's a great thing to call someone who is. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to know where it came from, but yeah. So the origin, it seems like, of Costello's trauma is that her mom sexually abused her. She tried to speak up and everyone called her a liar. <sighs> I mean, do you want to do you want the ball? Do you want to start? Do you want to, do you want to start with this? Oh my. Do you know and when she found out everything she's been through, I'm like, I'm surprised she's still here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I you know you're watching someone, and you're getting so angry for someone that's what i felt for her actually like actually i want people to actually process this the person who brought you into this world the person who you're meant to rely on more than anyone your safe space right has abused you in a way that's so soul destroying like Mm. sexual assault is one of the worst things that could ever it's like i'm sorry like i don't me politically opinion wise I always find the death penalty a bit hard to stomach yeah for people like that no you've got electric chair shooting range whatever it is you need to be put down permanently what is it that Dr. Uma said they need to be put to sleep for good genuinely they need to be put to sleep for good and I've when I watched her well, I was like I want to kill I want to kill this woman mm-hmm. I want to kill this woman because that completely alters and shapes a person's life and she was a child's like there's, there's, she's never gonna know her life without that thing happening to her. Now, that's become a permanent mark on her life in her relationships. And I'm surprised that she's still here. She's still standing. I'm disgusted about the whole lying thing. And to be honest, I'm in awe of her for being such a good mother to her daughter. 
Like, I mean, I I just came out of this with so much. I've already respected Costello a lot, but I respected her so, 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 so much after this because I'm like, no, you're an incredible woman who was put through things you didn't need to be put through and traumatised in ways you didn't need to be traumatised. Like, there's no, she's not going to know her life with that, with before. Like, it's one thing to have that happen to you than to be accused of lying. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to go through that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's your mum. Like, no one's ever going to be, like, I'm not going to lie, no one's ever going to leave a child saying their mum did that. Yeah. yeah if she course. said her dad, if she said her dad, everyone's going to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I just so, come out with a lot of respect for her. Not that I didn't yeah. respect her before, but, I came out with like thinking like, no, nah, I want this woman to have everything that she ever wishes for in this life. <laughs> if she wants a boat, let her get a boat. If she wants, if she wants to move to London, then move to London. Whatever it is that she wants to achieve in this life. And I want anyone bad or who could harm her in any way to be out of her life because she doesn't deserve that. Like I, I really came, I'm like, no, nah, this, I'm taking this guy as my own. Yeah. It's like I, I saddled her problems with mine. It's actually quite. Obviously, terrible. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a, a more empathic word that her mom still like gaslights her all these years later when they're the only ones together. You get like she she can just let it go. She's what I said. You're, you're, you've always had an active imagination. It's just like let me twist the knife again. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this before. And it's like if you remember when Moon Knight happened, I, I think one, one thing I mentioned was like how. Oh, no, I was gonna say refreshing, but refreshing is not the word. But how different it was to like see that his trauma was from his mother physically, his mother, him, yeah, and not his dad, which is what you normally expect. Um, and then here again, you're like, if if I told you one of our parents sexually abused, like you said, you would expect it was her dad, but like it was her mom, and uh, yeah, it was all it was, all, it was all very fucked. Like even at the end, when when she's walking out of the house and you can hear her mom having sex in her bedroom. I fully expected her to walk downstairs and her dad was downstairs. Like, to imply that her mom was having sex with her brother. Like, I I, I, I don't know if it's too much House of the Dragon, but I was like, that's how, where my brain had got to in terms of just like how fucked the entire situation was. I was like, this has actually just really broken me to know that this is what her mom was doing and lied and gaslit her for all these years. Yeah, it's... It's a I lot. lied to her and said like it didn't happen. Yo, can you imagine like you went through something mad traumatic and someone saying to you it didn't happen? Now we're both fighting. <laughs> like her mom needs to be put to uh, sleep for good, for good, then, for like, good. Like, Even she- her mom did it to two two of her had two children. That's just that's just um, yeah. And obviously, you probably know her dad knew and dad didn't do anything. But that's a whole different conversation to be had. Like, can you imagine um, your mum? It's the same thing I said in Moon Knight. It's so much harder to. It's it's a, it's the thing is when it's a pet, either parent is mother or father. Mm-hmm. Like for me, as soon as a child says this thing's happening, you believe. What? Why would the child lie about something like that? What child knows? That's what Costello says. Like isn't it? Isn't it? Why, why would I, why would I lie about something like that about my mom? Yeah. What do they know? They know nothing. Like, I'm sorry, I was, when I was five or six, I was watching, like, what was I watching? I was watching, like, what, Beefing the Flower Tots and Tweenies and, or in Disney Channel, like, Sweet Life was like and Cody. Like, I didn't know things. So if a child's coming out to you and saying, mommy, daddy, or whoever in their touching life has done night. this. Yeah, yeah. Touching me. Now, of course, that, like, yeah, yeah, okay, that thing's happened. Yeah. 
it's it's quite fucked actually um and it's yeah and she obviously she manages to make it out of there goes to uni gets a job at was it waitress or morrison's that that is her mom's beacon of like of being better than everyone else so like you see you're working at i think it was morrison's she said no i think it was waitress sounds like more like waitress um anyway so Castello then goes to a refuge home after cutting ties with with selby in episode five and at this refuge home there's a literal metaphor going on outside more on that in a second and she decides to start volunteering at the food bank. She meets our guy, the worst date ever from episode two um, at the food bank. He immediately thinks she's there to get food. So another strike for, for our guy. And she starts volunteering there. We can kind of skip all the, the food related things that happen there, all the, all the eating. Um, and then she starts doing online porn. Is, uh, is that porn? That's, that's online porn, right? I, I'm not. I can't. I'm whatever not, that thing was, yeah. I don't know. Whatever that thing was, she was doing it though. Well, I'm not really sure how to classify it, but that provides the funniest sequence of, of the entire show so far. Like like I mentioned, um, and she's also avoiding Selby's call. So in general, she's trying to be a good person. Like she says later, she's not a good person. She's acted, um, and she's insistent. I think something we mentioned she's insistent that she doesn't want to leave London. Like she's not going to leave London. Like London is her home. She's not going to go to if a nice apartment by the beach. She wants. She wants to stay in London. Nice. No, let, let me preface this for my people who don't know England. Skegness is a crap hole. No. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Where is it? Oh, where's Skeggy again? It's up north. Apologies to anyone who lives there and is listening to this podcast. But no, I'm not saying sorry. Your place is crap. Jesus Christ. Where by the beach? Lincolnshire, that is it. I know it's not far from where I studied in uni. Oh, Skegness okay. is a crap hole. If someone said to me, Oh, Priscilla, let's go to Skeggy, as if there's not South End. <laughs> yeah. So, what, it's up north? Yeah, it's in Lincolnshire. Okay. So, um, it's like not north, it's like Midlandsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Northern area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a bit of a northern twang, but, um, no, like, honestly, it's, it's, it's awful. Skegness. Skeggy, no way. When I heard Skegness, I said, you better say no. You crazy. Skeg, I actually, I had to, I paused. I said, you're moving her from London to Skegness. There's a beach about 30 minutes away. I promise you, Bank Holly, there's you're a beach so 30 minutes away in I London. I love this. <laughs> I didn't think this was really the thing that bring out the most ire from you. This is hilarious. No, because Skegness. They want to take her to a prison with a beach. <laughs> a prison with a beach. Oh my god! For hate that place. I'm sorry. I'm trauma. I hate that place. Why were you? Why have you gone to that place? What were you doing there? Because I thought, like, okay, so I'm from London, in it. So when I go to a beach, you go South End, you go like Kent. Do you know I mean? Like Margate and stuff, and it's like Margate's nice. Like they've got a nice little beach, got little walks. I went there not long ago. Um, like um, where else? That Colchester's got like a really nice. What is it called again? Near Colchester, they've got like a really nice beach. Oh, if you in the summer, please go, guys. Um, it's in Colchester. I know that, and they've got little beach huts that like they do in Brighton that you can rent and stuff. So I go to nice beaches. So when someone's telling me, "Oh, let's go to Ness, I'm thinking, and I've heard stories about skating. I said, oh, it's really sick. They've got like a whole fun fair thing. So I'm thinking, all right, like I'm going to have a good time there. I got there. Yeah. Stepped off that trick. Blank Holly, yeah. 
<laughs> I looked at it and said, this is the pits. Jesus Christ. How many of you? This is disgusting. There was, like, oh, there was a big group of us. Oh, for There was about 10 of us. And I remember looking at it and I'm like, why am I here? <sighs> I do get repeated to everyone. I have a better beach on a 30-minute train from Bromley South Station that I could go to. And you've taken me to Skegness. Oh my god! Bear in mind, I studied in Nottingham, so the Peak District in Nottingham is not far from my not- from my Midlands folk. We could have gone Peak District and looked at the trees, looked at the waters, looked at the lakes. Oh I mean, Skegness. This Skegness anti-tourism ad is incredible. Um, I'm sorry, no one should go there. Okay. <laughs> no one should go okay, there. Okay. Well, um, Costello takes your advice and she doesn't go, but not before. The the metaphor outside literally comes crashing down when the expensive construction that the rich neighbors are doing outside cause, goes awry and causes destruction of the refuge home. So in case you do understand the metaphor, up to that point, they're very, they're very clear about it. Um, luckily, no one dies and Costello has this whole rant and justifiably at, at the, the owners of the house who has... And I, it was true. I was like, you go, my future socialist. <laughs> yeah. You tell him. <laughs> she sounded like me out there. <laughs> um, your, your, your guy would have she, been proud. She put, she put Vim in Oxfordshire. I was so proud of her. I, would, I was like, I was on my feet. I was applauding. Um, yeah, and then she decides that she's not, she's going to stay in London, Han and Iris. And again, like I said, with Selby, I don't really know where the next two episodes take. I don't know what the plan is. Uh, I don't think they're going to be where they were a year ago when they were sleeping in, in laundrettes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Oh, actually, what am I doing? I, my brain is mentally trying to avoid the thing, that, not to talk about the thing that I don't want to talk about. But the episode ends with her in a bathroom store, like I referenced in the intro, with a glass of wine, listening to Selby's voicemail. Do you think she drinks? I don't want her to. Of course. I mean, you remember what I said in the first episode? <laughs> this is this is not what I want to happen. When I saw the 580 days, I thought, please? Please? Wait, what, what was but it? I understand. At the beginning, 300, was it a year? Was it a year? At the beginning of the show? Yes. It was so, a year. So it was about 200 days. It's okay. So I was like, don't do it. But I completely, after everything that happened, I would get if she did. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm not, whatever, whatever decision she makes, I'm not judging her. Yeah. Because I, I completely understand because she's been triggered and re-triggered mm-hmm. and re-triggered again and again and again and again and again. So her mom, the house burning down, the, everything that's been happening with Selby and all that happened to her. Like if she did have a glass, well, I would not be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised if she had a sip and she regrets it, but you've broken your sobriety. Yeah, but uh, isn't, so that the whole, isn't that the whole point of alcoholism? You can't have a sip. I know, but that's what I'm saying. If she, but if she did, I don't think I'd blame. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, as in like, yeah, you physically can't, like you have you have a sip and you just continue drinking. It's not like, that's just, the, that's the addict in you. Um, I'm holding up hope for the fact that like, we don't see her drink. The episode ends with her drinking, so maybe she doesn't. Maybe, I don't like, if you listen to our first episode on Rain Dogs, you know, like I said, like this is the one thing that I hate happening in every, every um, story about an addict is them relapsing. It just it breaks me every time. 
Yeah, um, I, I saw that for all. Your heart's going to break <laughs> when you see that. Do you, know, do you know the funny thing? I forgot that she was like, so obviously the stuff starts with her with a glass of wine. And my brain didn't put it together at first. Like I forgot that she was she was sober, and then she sits down and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's true. You shouldn't be doing this." I was like, "Oh no, please!" And then obviously she listens to Selby's voicemails and everything. Anyway, um, yeah, like everyone's going through it on this show. I oh, she mentioned that Gloria offered her place to um, Iris and Costello, which is something I was like, "Why didn't you do this a year ago? Like, why are you just like?" Why are you just offering your place to your best friend now? But anyways, so they're staying there until they get a council place. Yeah, I think, like, look, these guys are going through it. Oh, I should mention, that actually, that, like, I was watching this show, and I don't know if we've said it before, but I was like, this is actually just a really good show. I watched episode five, and I was like, yeah, it's t- it's a tough watch, but, like, you guys are just like, you know when a show is just working at a high level? I was like, this is a good show. Um, Daisy May Cooper did some stuff this, this episode. Obviously, the whole sequence with her mom. Uh, the end, the final scene, I was just like, this is just really, really good. Um, Iris as well, like, Iris is in that whole, like, angsty, annoying phase, but, like, because of the way they've done her, I am not angry with her. Does that make sense? Like, because we saw the good, like, we saw her being perfect at the beginning, so they didn't start with, like, her talking back to her mom or whatever, so now I kind of, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. If I was you, I'll do the same thing, because you're going through it, like, You've been in three different houses in like the last ten months. Like I, I get it. So I like the way they've kind of structured Iris' story and Iris's characterization. Um, any final thoughts before I go into your your dating history? Because you said you you alluded to some stuff earlier. I'm talking about um, Roy and Keely, and obviously Gloria tries to break up with 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 Tom. Tom is his name. Tom. I feel like his name. Paul. His name is Paul. Um, did you? see yourself in, in that situation or was it just with Roy and Keely? I saw myself in Roy. Okay, so just in Roy. <laughs> so in what? In breaking up before you're broken up with? So, do you know what? Yeah. When the self-sabotage spirits gets into you. You can't do anything about it. That spirit gets into you. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the worst thing, the, the way I always look at it is that like self-sabotage it's like a thief of the night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. In the sense of that, like, you start to think you're happy, then you start to worry that you're happy. Oh, uh, okay. I get what And you then mean. you start to worry, I'll buy enough for this person. Or like, or another one is like, if you're going through something and then now, and then you don't want to settle that person with the problem. So then in order to alleviate them of that problem, you don't tell mm-hmm. them about the problem. You just remove mm-hmm. them entirely from the case so you can isolate them with the problem so I was watching Ray and I'm like you're going through it and you're probably doing the worst thing imaginable right now mm. mm-hmm. which is breaking up with Keely you don't need to do that um, with Keely like you, you could tell like he was struggling and I just think he thought I'm gonna hurt you before you hurt me mm-hmm. or in the case of Roy it's like I'm gonna remove myself from this situation because I don't want to deal with the tough work yeah like yeah. obviously Keely's going to be busy she's not going to be at your beck and call anymore but the way to alleviate that is just to alter the way you do things you, you're not going to be the same people that you were when you first got together and Roy just thought you know what so this because there's a possibility <laughs> that I could get hurt yeah and I get it like when you're scared of getting hurt the way he is and he's, he's, he's been around the block in terms of the way he got hurt I can understand why he did that it's awful 
Yeah, and I mean, I gained frame of mind. By the time you guys are listening but to it, by the time you guys listen to this, sorry, um, Roy and Kilian are back together. I do think they're going to end up together. I think I, th- I don't think the show would end with them. Being yeah, I think separate. with I think with stuff with with breakups or like conversations like that, the couple always get back together because it's not anything to do with their feelings yeah. for each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it's always to do with external things pressurizing. Because I think the way. This is my sage advice, my life advice for you, folks, is whenever you're in this sort of situation and then you start to, you don't, even if it doesn't have to be romantic, it could just be any relationship you have with anyone mm-hmm. and you start to worry about saddling some of your problems or not telling someone about what's going on because like you don't want to like call any ruckus and all that stuff. What you have to always think about is that would, do I actually want this person not to be around? If the answer to that question is no, then don't do it. Mm. There's no point because then you may think, because some people think if I do get better, I can come back and maybe try and get this person back. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not how life works. You always have to think of the instance, do I actually want this person out of my life? Or is it that I'm scared to tell this person my problems or I'm scared to be vulnerable? That's basically what you always have to ask yourself. If the answer to the question, the first question was no. Then don't do what Roy did. It's just incredibly stupid. <laughs> Doesn't get you anywhere. So no, I saw myself in Roy. I also saw myself in Kili as well. Um, because it's happened before. And it's always sucks. But especially it was my friend. So you're just mm. watching them push you away. And I'm like, dude, man. Yeah. What you they always come back anyway. They always come back and come back and say, like, oh, this and this and this and this and this. Is that, I'm like, yeah. is that a flex? Is that like you saying like they just always come back? They always come back to me. No, because, no, not no, to me. It, no, it's no, fine I'm, if it is. I'm just like, you can own your, no, own your shit, own your shit. Like, talk your no, shit. No, because generally, because generally the person always does come back and tell you, tells you what happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think there's nothing wrong with isolating yourself when you've got a problem because some people just process better in that way. But a problem shared is a problem halved. And the things that Roy was going through, I wanted to shake him in the third episode. I think that's actually a great place to leave it with this kind of sage advice from... Are you a doctor? No, I was actually going to do my doctorate, but I was one of the folks who did my um, master's in 2020 Ooh, in okay. that lockdown. That yeah. turned me off education. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I got my high grade and I skedaddled. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so you have sage advice from not Dr. Priscilla. Um Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. This show that is great, but isn't letting up on the emotions and it's still difficult for us to watch. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the final two episodes of the show. Um, if anyone's listening, thank you very much for listening to Coverage on Rain Dogs. We do hope you're enjoying the show. As, well, you know what we mean by enjoying. Um, we hope you're enjoying the show as much as we are. I mean, it's one of the shows that we, I just feel like the finale is not a if it's not going to land the finale. All it needs to do is the same thing and it will land the finale. But hopefully we can finish this season with a smile at least. But yeah, like we said, we're covering so many things. So please check our feed. Mandalorian, Ted Lasso, Succession, Yellow Jackets, Tiny Beautiful Things, Barry and Love and Death in April. So just check all the stuff out. And yeah, Priscilla, thank you for this. Thank you for coming back. And join us. You're welcome. In future episodes, join us next week when we'll be joined by this is one someone I will never let pinkush me away. 
I'll, if it was when I to break up with me, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him we're married. I'll just I'll time I'll time. Fall on your knees. Yeah, I'll fall on my knees. Um, yeah, we'll be joined next week by Daniel Kalia. Bye, guys.